Side Hustle Show 232, Going Big on Medium, How a New Blogger Got His First 6,000 Email Subscribers and Made $10,000 in Six Months. If you want to start a blog of your own, check out my free video series at blogstartercourse.com. I'll show you step-by-step how blogs make money and how to get your site online for less than you might think. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you're worth more than what it says on your paycheck. I'm working on the uh, lemon ginger tea today trying to get my uh, voice back, but the show must go on. Today's episode is about how you can accelerate your audience growth and your influence online with the help of a platform called medium.com. It's an online magazine of sorts that seems to focus on thoughtful writing and attracts an educated and affluent readership of 60 million people per month. Now, because of that, it's a natural place for both new and veteran bloggers and online business builders to reach a wider audience. Now, you might have heard of Medium before or even published posts there and not see much in the way of results. And I'm with you. I've published half a dozen posts there. And for the first five months of 2017, I just checked my analytics. I've seen a grand total of 33 visitors and two email signups from Medium. But like every other platform, there's a specific strategy involved that I was completely missing the boat on. So here to school me on how to really make Medium work for you is Ben Foley from FullyRichLife.com. He's taken his brand new site to over 6,000 email subscribers and $10,000 in revenue in the last six months, largely thanks to his efforts on Medium. So stay tuned to hear what you should have in place before you get started, how to make sure your writing gets noticed, and how Ben's monetized his site so far. Notes, links, and a free PDF download with all of Ben's top tips from this conversation are at SideHustleNation.com slash Ben. Before we dive in, let me take a moment to thank today's sponsor, which is designcrowd.com. Designcrowd is the crowdsourced design marketplace you can use for logos, for websites, business cards, t-shirts, you name it. It's actually the design service that I used to create the cover of my latest book, Buy Buttons, where after submitting my design brief, I had a dozen different designers from all around the world competing for my business. Super cool. And as a side hustle show listener, you can get up to $100 off your next design project at designcrowd.com slash hustle, or when you use the promo code hustle at checkout. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Ben after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. So I've actually been listening to the show for a long time and and really been kind of contemplating what my side hustle would be or or what my side gig would be, you know, played around with a lot of different niches, a lot of different interests of things that I thought might be relevant and, you know, go down that path that a lot of people do is like, oh, I want to talk about making money online, (laughs) um, which is the normal kind of the online marketing space. But over a conversation with my fiance, she's like, well, why don't you talk about getting over anxiety? And so for me, I had experience about 12 months of, of really, you know, kind of bad anxiety and, and stress and, and kind of panic that really debilitated me. I was able to work my way through that via some lifestyle changes and, and in particular, really adapting kind of a mindfulness practice into, into pretty much everything I do. And so that was kind of the idea generation. And so that started, that was in December of last year. So like you said, almost you know six months ago. And so I just basically knew that was my niche. I wanted to help people who who were really stressed out or maybe had anxiety like I did understand that there there's a natural way to heal that. And so I, I you know did all the research, really did some immersive thoughts on on how I could position myself differently than other people in the space and and found that there's there's a lot of gaps because I'm a male and and come from a finance background and and most of the people on the space are you know yoga teachers or 
or people who are really preaching to the spiritual choir. And I kind of wanted to make what I was doing relevant to the guy working 80 hour weeks at, at Goldman Sachs or something like that. And so that was the idea. And it's been a great rewarding ride ever since. Okay. Had you ever blogged or written before? It's just like, I know this is how I'm going to start. No. Yeah. I had never, I mean, I'd obviously written before, but I've never written a blog. I've never written an article before December of, of last year. And I just knew that it was kind of the, the lowest stakes way to share what I was doing. It was kind of like an email newsletter and, and kind of blogging because I didn't have a camera. I didn't have podcast equipment. I didn't have any of these things. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to write. And okay. it actually turned out being something that I just absolutely loved doing and, and got feedback that, that I was actually pretty decent at it. And so that initial kind of month where people were like, oh, you're pretty good at this. And me liking it was what, was what really started me on the path of just kind of really tripling down on that, on that skill and, and learning and, and kind of growing as much as I could. Okay, cool. I like, I like finding this unique angle on a topic that's you know probably been beaten to death on the internet, but finding a unique niche on it. Okay. Tell me about the, the infrastructure that, that you kind of put in place as you're, as you're starting writing these articles or writing about this mindfulness stuff. So there's the, the website, fullyrichlife.com, and that's built on what platform you're using to build that? That's on WordPress and the other kind of huge component in this machine is, is ConvertKit, which is my email service provider. So the infrastructure was something that was really intentional for me that I wanted to start before ever writing anything. I wanted to make sure that, that I had the process in place for people to sign up for my email list because people like you and, and others in the space, you know, that email list is, is your asset. And and I knew that that asset was was what I cared about more than anything. I didn't care about page views. I didn't care about money for the first six months of this. I just wanted people to sign up to my email list so then I could figure out how to provide things that they actually need and want. Okay. <laughs> so even even though you never had written, you never done a blog before, you'd been listening to all these entrepreneurs. So like you kind of had observed some of it through osmosis and be like, well, I know I need to have this. Exactly. I mean, I'd, I'd started and sold a e-commerce business before. So had an understanding of business and, and basic, you know, supply and demand and economic thought sure, behind sure. it. So I understood that I didn't want to write just as a creative outlet. I, I was, I was purely writing to grow business. Okay. But yeah, I did a ton of research before starting it up to, to understand how to have it ready if somebody actually cared. Okay. What was the, what was the lead magnet you ended up creating? The one that I have, and that's worked the best for me is a 21 day mindfulness challenge. And so it kind of walks people through a email every day for 21 days that teaches people a little bit about mindfulness and how to like relate it to a modern society and really implement it in, into their daily lives. And so each day, there's a small little challenge, whether it's like write three things you're grateful for on one day or ask for your coffee for free when you go to Starbucks today, which is kind of like a fear setting experiment and, and helps you like practice that facing of fear with very low stakes. And so it's just kind of like a 21 day automatic email funnel. Okay, cool. So you hit publish on a new on a new blog and it's kind of like setting up shop in the middle of the desert. Like nobody knows this whole thing exists. 
And that's where you're just shouting into the wind, like hoping somebody's going to find me on Google. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe they're going to find me on social media. But you've had a unique way of using this medium platform to get readers, to get eyeballs to the site that nobody knows exists, to a brand new site. Can you tell me how that works? How the medium process works? Yeah. So do you syndicate everything over there? Do you publish on your site first and then immediately copy and paste over to your your profile on Medium? Yeah. Yeah. So as you know, like we said, I'm I'm a little blog in the middle of a million blog posts that are written a day. So I knew from day one, I needed to go where people already were and try to get them on my email list. And so I tried a lot of the strategies of guest posting and all this other stuff. But I had heard, actually it was like in a random video that somebody was like, oh yeah, I, I posted something on Medium and got 300 email subscribers. It was, it was a really good kind of lead gen for this product we were selling. I was like, what, the, what is Medium? Yeah, I didn't know what Medium was. And so I went over there and, and early December posted, just posted a new article there. Just like on, I just created a profile, posted an article, it got maybe four views. And I think that's what a lot of people do. And I was like, okay, wait, maybe this was just the worst thing that's ever been written. And so I kind of like walked away for a couple of weeks and then came back to it when I had created one of these kind of 2,500 word guide type posts and started realizing that there's these microcosms of publications within Medium. And so they're called publications and, and it's basically like a Huffington Post, but like on Medium. And so there's some that are have a t- like you know 200 300,000 followers that follow this publication and this publication allows people to write for them. And it's very low stakes, way easier to get a writing gig for one of these publications than it is for, you know, Huffington Post or an Inc or or one of these places and and they allow you to syndicate your posts. You know, it it doesn't need to be original. And so I was like, okay, this is this is what I need to do. I need to take this blog post I had already written on my blog and then import it into Medium and try to pitch it to one of these publications. And so I got it on kind of a a lower level publication, which that was when I got a decent amount of traction on that first post. I was like, oh, okay, this this is kind of how the system works. And so I took the success of that and pitched a larger publication with the new post and being like, hey, I, I posted here. It did really well. I think this piece would be really great for your audience. Here's why. And then send him a link to the draft. And he was like, okay, let's publish it. And the cool thing about Medium is once you publish once for a publication, you become an author for that publication and you no longer need to pitch them. And so they have to approve your piece, but I've never had a piece not approved. And so that was kind of the strategy I took to kind of get into one of these publications. And then once you're in the publication, that's where you can really get a viral piece or that's where you can get a ton of eyeballs. And that was kind of my my strategy. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like 
LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, interesting. So I'm on Medium dot com like the homepage how did you go about finding these these publications when i first went about it i just typed into google like medium top publications and i believe it's forget what the website is called but there's a website really simple one page website that lists all the top publications on on medium and how many followers they have what's their category twitter facebook and, and a lot of these publications have like submission guidelines for how you get your pieces on their publication. And so I just started going through all the ones that fit and a lot. And some of these that are, you know, have 200, 300,000 followers are, are run by guys like me. It's obviously the economist and the Washington post and these people have mediums as well, but those aren't even, those aren't even the big players really in medium, which is really interesting, which is why I really liked it. Cause somebody like me who, who has zero background in, in writing and zero audience could, could pitch some, one of the top players in, in the whole infrastructure and, and get my piece published on their front page. And this is like, it didn't matter that you didn't have any social proof to speak of on the platform yet like you had that one article published and then you're kind of pitching the second one and it didn't matter like oh i have five views or five followers or like oh this is a good piece of writing we'd like to we'd like to have it definitely i think people say about medium like content is king which i i really do think it, it is real there because some people even if they have massive followings like james altucher and Seth Godin and some of these other people will post on Medium and their pieces won't do good at all, yeah. which is really interesting. And then you have people that like me who no one knows, but I'll get <laughs> you know, to the top stories of Medium pretty much with everything I write, which is wow. awesome. Because these publications are kind of like the secret sauce. These are like the, two, the equivalent of the uh, group board strategy from Pinterest that we talked about a, a while ago. It's like a way, even if you don't have any followers yourself, a way to get access to a bunch of followers. 
Exactly. It's just leveraging them and they need as much content as possible because a lot of these publications aren't making any money. So they're trying to figure out how they can make money as well. And it's just kind of a win-win for, for both parties. Yeah. Is Medium an ad-based platform? Like, how are they ringing the cash register? Are they going to be around another, in another six months? I don't know about Medium, to be honest. They're not doing ads yet. Okay. They are charging certain people or they're offering certain people to pay $5 a month. And they rolled out that first iteration a couple months ago, I think like in March. And I think that might be where it's going. Okay. Trying to build like a, a paid magazine model or a paid content model. Okay. Exactly. And I mean, I think Medium gets about 80 million views a month. Wow. So it's a, it's a massive website. It's just, they kind of took the model and were, I think, going after the potential for ads. But I think, I just don't see how that works with how, this, how the uh, program and, and product works right now. But I think they'll be around for a while. And I've seen people who have even come onto the platform after me who have far exceeded me in terms of the followers, they've come from zero to nothing. Another buddy of mine does career help and career search stuff. And he was kind of skeptical of Medium. I was like, put one piece on, on Medium and just see how it does. And he kind of went through this step-by-step process and got over a thousand subscribers in a weekend. And he had only had 800 for the last 12 months. And wow. so he kind of doubled his email list overnight, essentially by just repurposing his article on Medium and basically 10x his growth on on the revenue side as well. So I definitely still see the possibility for anyone listening to this to jump on there. And, and, and as long as it's good content, I think, I think it has a chance. Okay. So what I've done on Medium in the past has just been like syndicating some of my posts that I thought would be based on what else I've read over there. But I was like, okay, I think this might be a fit for this audience or for this website. And so I'll copy and paste or syndicate it over there. And it sounds like what I should have done was reach out to these publications like, okay, here's something on entrepreneurship. Here's something on productivity. Here's something on, you know, whatever, small business or startups or something. Is there a single person that you pitch or do you kind of like lob an email to a, a general inbox and hope somebody sees it? No, I mean, it's different per publication, but most of the publications have an editor. And that's the person who is usually has never done any editorial work in their life from what I've seen, but they are just kind of the person who started this medium publication. And over the years, it's, it's kind of grown a massive following. And okay. so they're just kind of at the helm of it. And so for the top ones, like the mission or personal growth, it's it's one guy who you pitch and you can either do that via Twitter or they have submission guidelines where you can submit like a pitch for a story. And that's kind of how I went, went about it. I just kind of sent a ton of emails over and over again. And then once I got had one article that did well on Medium, then all of the other publications were pretty willing to, to give me a shot for an article because it's pretty low stakes for them to give you a shot. Does that say at the, at the top of the page who the editor is? It's pretty confusing. Um, the whole Medium product just is still working through some kinks. I think if you search personal growth, and I think if you go to the bottom of the personal growth, I think it, it says like about personal growth. And in the about page, you'll get to see who the editors are and then all the writers that write for them. Okay, so this so this interface may change by the time by this airs because like any startup, you know, things are always pivoting. Exactly. So I use the search bar at the very top, personal growth, 
And then in the dropdown that appears, it says publications. And then there's a publication called personal growth. There is a publication called the creator's path. And there's even a little link that says more. So you can kind of dive in based on certain keywords and explore what's going on under there. So let me bring up the personal growth page. If I go down to the bottom. Okay. So I've hit about personal growth. Okay. And then, so this shows who the editors are perfect. And so you can message them either on this platform or figure out, try and find them elsewhere and, and send their, send them an email. Or like you said, hit them up on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's different. It's just kind of like any outreach tactic that you'd that you'd go, whether it's getting a job or or pitching somebody on a product, just figure out how the best way is to provide value to them. Personal growth, it was him actually reaching out to me after seeing my like I think I tweeted at him like 10 times <laughs> and then no response. But then that one article, like I said, did really well. And then he tweeted back to me and said, Hey Ben, do you still want to write for personal growth? Okay, cool. And I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. And then they add you as a writer on Medium. And then from there, it's basically you can write however long you want, whenever you want, about whatever you want. Obviously, you're very well versed and like keywords are really important on Medium just as well as, as your own blog. And so you're given the chance to tag each post with five keywords. If you do that correctly, then you become the top writer within those keywords. And so when people are searching medium for like, let's say entrepreneurship, or for me, it was health. And that's how a lot of other publications like CNBC and New York Observer and, and Huffington Post and all these people, they said they found me by searching on medium for top writers in health. And that's how I came up. Wow. And it's pretty easy to become a top writer if you have a couple of posts do well. I think as long as you have like over, you know, a thousand followers and are writing in the particular keyword relatively often, they're going to tag you as a top writer within the category. Okay. Wow. I'm learning some things. Maybe I got to try this out myself. So what is the, for, for a brand new writer, what does that pitch look like in your proactive outreach? Do you link directly to an article you've already published or do you say, I'm thinking of writing on this topic? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on on who you are. If you really don't like writing. <laughs> it sounds like medium is not the place for you if you don't like writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you should enjoy writing, but it, let's put it this way. If you're less risky and you don't want to waste time writing a full post before pitching people on whether that post would be relevant or not. What I did is I honestly, anybody listening to this morning routine posts and list posts are by far the best thing to write for your first post on Medium. There's a lot of top writers on Medium. That's how they got their start is they wrote a really good quality piece on on their morning routine or some sort of list, which I know not everyone likes writing listicles, but they do really well on Medium. Okay. And so I've, I realized that the top writer on Medium is kind of like the king of Medium. His name's Benjamin Hardy. He wrote not a great article, but it was called like the eight things to do before 8 a.m. or something like that. And this, this thing went viral, like 10 million views, just crazy. I think he got like 30,000 email subscribers from this one article. Wow. And so I was like, wow, that posted really well. I'm just going to write a similar type about a morning routine, but mine is like the 10 things you can do this morning to decrease your anxiety. And so I, that, I knew that those type of articles do well. And so before I'd even written it, I, I pitched it to an editor being like, hey, this article by Benjamin Hardy did really well. I'm writing a very similar one, but different in these ways. 
would you be willing to publish this if I went and wrote the whole thing? And that's how I took it. The first step is just kind of before going and spending five, six hours researching and writing a really long, good post, I kind of wanted to get buy-in from somebody that I knew would publish it before I did. So that's kind of how I took it. And so I would like either that was Twitter or email being like, I want to write about XYZ. Here's why I think it's valuable. Here's who I am. Would you be interested? And that makes sense. Looking at what's done well in the past and kind of applying that structure to your to your own niche. Okay. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Now, are you collecting email 30,000 email subscribers in this guy's case, five, six, 7,000 in your case, you're not collecting email subscribers directly on Medium, right? Like you have to get somebody, you have to get people back to your site to do that, right? The great thing about Medium is it's really like, treat it as almost like a WordPress and your own kind of profile is kind of, can act as your own website. And so I actually, at the bottom of every one of my posts, have a call to action where I literally say, Hey, sign up for my email list by clicking this link. And then that link goes to a landing page that people sign up. So they, a lot of these people never come to my website, um, who, who have signed up until the next email they get, wherein I link up top articles that are linked to my website. But for me, like I said, I cared more about the email, getting the email subscribers for this first six months than, than getting a ton of page views on, on my website. Okay. So at the bottom, bottom of every article is the call to action that says, Hey, if you'd like the 21 day mindfulness challenge, you can come here. And so that links to your landing page and then people can opt in there. Yeah. And that opt-in is like very unbeautiful. It's very non-sexy and and it has about like a 65% convert rate once people land on there from Medium. So okay. the conversion to email subscribers of people who read through the whole thing, got to the bottom, clicked on the link, is, is it, so they're very high quality leads. And the churn rate's been pretty low in terms of who's kind of dropped off the list as well. So I've, I don't think it's just sometimes when you do giveaways or these things, people just drop off as soon as they don't win. I haven't found that with Medium because I feel like they're bought in because they've read an entire article of yours. That too. Well, and the 21 day structure of it is like, well, I, I want to stick around for my 21 days. You know, maybe something, the golden gem is at day 21. So that makes sense. People stick around for that instead of that one off giveaway. Okay. So subscribers are nice. But uh, like any side hustle, there's got to be a monetization um, uh-huh. angle to this too. So where where does the revenue come from for you? It started off as people who had read articles, gotten to my email list, 
gone through the 21 days and had reached out to me and asked me if I did anxiety coaching. And so I was like, sure. Um, I done this all myself. I'd, I had my own you know, coach myself. And so I was like, this could be a cool first model of making money. And so that was the first thing that I monetized was just pure one-on-one coaching via Skype. Okay. And that was, you know, ran people between 500 and, and 750 a month. So that was a really good first revenue stream. Wow. Have you ever done any coaching before? No, this is my, this is my first coaching. Wow. Cool. And then I knew that coaching wasn't really the model I wanted to build into this. I knew I wanted to build like digital products, specifically online video courses. And so as soon as I got to a thousand email subscribers, I just started surveying my email list and seeing like, what, what's your number one biggest challenge? And based on kind of all the content that I'd written about overcoming anxiety, that was their number one challenge. And so I then created a video course using all the tactics that I've used. And I created a video course called Wake Up Calm. And I sold that in beta last month. And it did really well. It made about $4,500 at the list at that point. And, and so I was really happy about that. Everyone had, it's a 30 days. So everyone had just gotten through this about a week ago. Okay. Really good feedback. And so I'm planning on making some adjustments on there and, and, and building it up and, and also increasing the price to a uh, alpha level price. What was the price point for, these, uh, for this beta group? It was $70. Okay. For about two hours, two hours of content. Cool. So you got you got quite a few people uh, opted in for that. Yeah, it was uh, the conversion rate was really was really big. I think at the point, or really big for me. Sorry, I didn't mean that like as a really big industry wise, but I was really excited with it. I think I had twenty two or twenty four hundred people on my email list at that point, and so I was just you know it's like one of those feelings where you're like, oh, I've already built this, and now I'm selling it. When people are buying it, I don't have to do anything more. Yeah, which was really awesome, and I know now how these passive entrepreneurs feel so great about, you know, waking up and being like, oh, I don't have to supply or fulfill that order, which is something I always stressed about in my previous business because it was fulfilling apparel and every order I knew that that would take, you know, X amount of hours of my time to, to fulfill. So it didn't feel as great as me sold a video course where it was just like very minimal variable costs and, and just immediate kind of like gratification. Yeah, that's awesome. What technology were you using to host the course? So I'm hosting the videos and this is definitely, I wouldn't suggest anybody going about it this way, but I really wanted to do it MVP. So I'm hosting the videos on Vimeo and I'm just embedding them on a blog post that's private that you need a password for on my website Okay. for the beta. But for this next launch, I'm going to be, I'm doing some thoughts on maybe using a service like Teachable to host everything because it's a really beautiful user experience and and it's not too expensive and and it just kind of seems a little bit more legitimate. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about for this next one. Okay. So that's kind of on a, a launch and then close the cart type of setup. Do you think you'll ever make it evergreen or kind of continue on this model for a little bit as you build up the, I guess, the feedback on it? How I'm feeling about it right now is I really want to sustain this business at a base level and, and then go really do some bigger things. And so my goal is to launch this course in the next couple of weeks after I get all these new additions and, and the new platform and then add it to the end of the 21 day challenge as an evergreen course. 
And that's kind of my strategy right now. And then I'm going to go back to the drawing board and see what other products that I could build at kind of the, the larger and higher price point. Okay. Because I feel like this is a really great product and it's, I mean, the feedback and, and people are really getting the results that I want them to get. And so I really enjoy that. And, and I kind of love the idea of having kind of a, I mean, I know a hundred dollars is probably not a low price point, but in the world of, of online courses, it, it's not $5,000, $10,000 courses. Yeah. And so I really wanted to have an entry level course that is super high value. I think you nailed the branding on it. Wake up calm. It's just like, well, that's that's the deliverable. And so I think that that does well. And if that's what it delivers, a hundred bucks, hey, shoot, that's not a that's not much to ask. Are you still doing one on one coaching as well? You said I really didn't really didn't love doing that. Yeah, I think that just like everything in life, you should test out new things to see if it's for you or not. And I tested that out and found out that it really wasn't for me. And so I still have some kind of closing up some coaching clients that I had on multiple month deals. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of ending at the end of this month, I believe. Yeah. At the end of this month. And then I'm just kind of full blown on building out new products. I have a lot of stuff that I'm thinking about and, and, and just kind of working with kind of my audience to see what would really help them that, that they don't already have. That's cool. What's next? So I've been playing around with the idea of creating this journal and same branding. I'm going to do it called the wake up journal and kind of very similar to like a five hour journal that maybe you're aware of. It's, it's kind of like a gratitude, but also a way for people to on a daily basis, just check in with themselves and check in with their stress and anxiety level in a way that allows them to quantitatively track it. Cause a lot of times in journaling, it feels good. You feel like you're, you know, cathartically getting through things or, or being grateful for it. But at the end of the day, it's really hard to track whether you're actually getting better or not. And that's something that I've been doing in my own journaling for a while is just, you know, putting like a zero to 10 every day mm -hmm. and then just kind of tracking that like you would, you know, a side business and really trying to hone in on, on whether you're getting better or whether this morning you're a nine, wait, what did you do last night? You know, like, okay, stop doing those things and then you won't be a nine anymore versus going about it as like, you are a product of your environment, really starting to try to control those inputs and get better. And so a lot of, a lot of people have reached out asking for, for a physical journal Okay. And although I love the idea of digital products for me, if my audience needs it, that's why I'm doing this. And so I want to build and create the products that help people overcome anxiety and, and, and live better. So if a physical journal is what they need now, it, I'm not going to not do it because it might take a little bit of my effort. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, asking people what they want. Journals are really hot right now. So <laughs> that seems to be a trending thing. And I really like, again, taking the unique, hey, look, you know, coming from the finance background and it's like, okay, this is kind of a touchy feely thing, but like, here's a way to quantify it and do this, you know, on a consistent basis. So Ben, this is awesome, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to check out the mindfulness challenge at fullyrichlife.com. And uh, let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Just ship it, I think is the best advice I've ever gotten and the best advice I give to anybody that says they want to start something. Just do it. And even if it sucks, just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until it gets a little bit better. But stop waiting, I think, is is the best advice I've ever been giving. Just ship it, even if it looks terrible. <laughs> Amen to that, Ben. Thanks so much. And we'll catch up with you soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. 
All right, my top takeaways from this call with Ben. Number one, go where the people already are. This is the whole thesis behind my book, Buy Buttons, but it applies to blogging as well. Don't blog into oblivion on only your own site. And so that's kind of the the promise of Medium is that it greatly improves your odds of being discovered. And that's exciting because that's the battle that every new blogger, online business builder is fighting. Takeaway number two is to find relevant publications. Uh, this has been my mistake on Medium. I never took the time to learn how the platform actually works, and that's why I haven't seen any traction from it. And takeaway number three is audience first, product second. Good things can happen when all of a sudden you've got a bunch of people you can email and like Ben did, ask what they're struggling with and then create the products and services to serve them. Be sure to hit up sidehustlenation.com slash Ben to download the free PDF highlight reel from this conversation, as well as find all the links and resources mentioned. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where my guest will give you a step-by-step system to 10x your service business. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.